Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh here with another daily play, and today's daily play is for the ladies. Today, we're going to be talking about eight ways women can better guard their heart, and today's daily play was inspired by one of you guys, one of you gals specifically, um, on the community tab of my page, Tia, which says, her question was, how to have godly friendships with men and women and guarding your hearts within that? And we're going to get right into it because I have a lot of points. And that question to you really inspired, man, a lot of points that I want to share towards the ladies out there and how they can better guard their hearts in friendships and relationships. But before we get into our main thought, go ahead and pause today's video and make sure you go to my website, imunplugged.com forward slash worksheets. And there you'll be able to download for free my worksheet for you ladies to be able to process your friendships, etc. And while you're coming into this video, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell, like, comment, and share. I would love to see what you got from this video as well as have you a part of my community here online. But let's get right to my main thought and we'll get right to these points that I have. That's a lot of them. But our main thought today for the ladies is this. There's levels to this. There's levels to this. Not everyone is mature enough to handle your heart. And today's scripture, ladies, that I really want you to process through is Proverbs 4, 23 to 26. It says, keep your heart, keep your heart with all vigilance. Man, I can't talk today. Keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet that all your ways will be sure. But let's get right into my talking points. We're going to be talking about three things real quickly. We're going to be talking about why must women guard their hearts, clues they are able to handle your heart, and how to guard your heart. Why must women guard their hearts? Clues these individuals are able to handle your heart and how to properly guard your heart. Now, why must women guard their hearts? But before I get into some of those points, let's talk about a problem that's out there um, that's circling around a lot of ladies today. Many women are giving the wrong people and influences access to their hearts, and they are allowing them to use and benefit from their God-given nurturing ability, leaving them depleted. The problem when it comes to a lot of women in their heart is that many women are giving the wrong people and influences access to their hearts, and they are allowing them to use and benefit from their God-given nurturing ability, leaving them depleted. God has graced each and every one of you women with the ability to nurture. Like I said in many podcasts before, men's uh, focus is structure, a women's gift is nurture. And while men are are structure structure oriented, women are nurturing oriented. And it's very important that you understand that the de demonic attacks or satanic strategies against you is to deplete you of your nurturing ability, allowing you um to nurture the wrong people, leaving you without having anything of value for the right people. Again, the problem, many women are giving the wrong people and also influences access to their hearts and they are allowing them to use and benefit from their God-given nurturing ability, leaving them depleted. Let's get into why must women guard their hearts. And I spelled the word guard. Why must women guard their hearts? G, because not everyone is going to like your growth and what God is doing in and through you. That's why women must guard their hearts, man. Because not everybody is going to be, um, uh, not everyone is going to like your growth. Everybody's not going to like your progress. 
And not everybody is going to like what God is doing in you. And that's very important that you understand that. That you must guard your heart because not everybody's going to like your growth. And not everybody's going to like um, what God is doing in you. Another reason why women must guard their hearts you. Because not everyone's going to understand what God wants to do through you. It's very important that you understand that. Number one, not everybody's going to like what God is doing in you. Number two, not everybody's going to understand. There may be people who love you and really care about you, but they do not truly understand what God is doing through you. Why listen to your mom or your father or your friends about an area that God doesn't want you to go down or go towards? You got to say, God, what do you have for me to do? And guard your heart because you may have good people, genuine people trying to guide you the wrong way. I call this friendly fire. There may be people who are just shooting things at you and it's friendly fire, accidental fire, but it's causing the fire uh, to not burn the way it was supposed to, but in all actuality began to burn the purpose in you. Why must women guard their hearts? A, because of tailored spiritual attacks. There are certain temptations tailored to you and the demons that are assigned to your life are desiring to send certain attacks in your life. So you have to guard your heart and allow the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and mind. Because there's going to be a lot of demonic talk in your mind telling you, did God really say and will you surely die if you do what your mom advises? Would you surely die if you go the direction of your father, even though it's contradictory to what God wants? You got to guard your heart from all spiritual attacks. Next point R, why must women guard their hearts? So that nothing is left to rot in you and ruin your life from the inside out. That's very important. The reason why you must guard your heart from the wrong influences and from the wrong people and engaging into friendships that God did not ordain is so that they won't leave anything in your heart or mind that will rot in you and ruin you from the inside out. That's why the verse says, keep your heart or guard your heart with all vigilance, with all focus, with all fervor, for from it flows the springs of life. Do you have a toxic spring or do you have a sweet spring. Ladies, you want to make sure that everything and anything that flows out of you is sweet. The Bible talks about that. How can bitter and sweet water come from the same stream? What's inside your well? Are you well or is there toxicity in your well? Because you know for a fact what's rotten inside of you or being renewed in you based upon what comes out of you. Is it sweet or is it sour? Let's keep going. Why must women guard their hearts? D, so that you can remain disciplined and focus on your destiny and your divine desired outcomes. The reason why you got to guard your heart so that you can stay focused, so that you'll know what to let in and what not to let in, so that you'll be able to perceive if this is, is this of God or is this of myself or is this of some type of person that's contradicting what God wants me to do because you got to stay disciplined. Ladies, you got to stay disciplined. You got to stay focused on your destiny. See, this is your life. You got to focus on your life and ensuring that you accomplish your divine desired outcomes. What does God desire to be the outcome of your life? That should be what should have your focus. Now, transitional points before I get into some clues and my eight ways. Transitional points that I want to discuss real quickly. Relationships must be resources, not sources. 
Please understand that, ladies, relationships or friendships must be resources, not sources, meaning that you have to be completed, meaning that you should be that you should endeavor to be whole in God first, because relationships and friendships are not designed for you to uh, for them to be sources like I am nothing unless I have my girlfriend in my life. I'm nothing if I don't have this young man in my life. If, 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 if these friends decide to leave. Would you be solid? That's why you got to make sure that you understand that these are resources by which the source of God flows do. If the if the spirit does not bear witness with the spirit, then they shouldn't be in your in your life. Let's keep going. Another point for my transitional points before we get into some other points. You must be content before accepting companions. Before you welcome new friends in your life, before you welcome friends in your life, before you welcome a young man in your life. You must be content first. God is not going to scent. There won't be a scent without uh, content. You see what I'm saying? There won't be a scent without a content. You have to be content before God sins. Because if if God's going to send that person in life, he wants to make sure that you are content in him. You must be content before accepting companions or accepting friends. Let's keep going. Number three, remember there are levels to this. There's levels and there should be levels to your love. We're going to talk about that. But there, remember that there are levels to this. Let's look at Jesus. In Jesus' life, there were the Pharisees, the crowd, the 70, the 12, and the three. But the three was the only ones he transfigured himself in front of. You wasn't supposed to just reveal yourself to everybody. You weren't designed to reveal your whole self to your haters. Now, now, also, you wasn't designed to reveal yourself to the crowd that comes around because you're doing dope things. You wasn't even designed to reveal yourself to the 70, the people that desire to follow you closely. Not only was you not re- uh, designed to reveal your whole self to the 70, you wasn't even designed to reveal your whole self to 12, the 12 possible associates slash friends. They're literally only supposed to be uh, wisely three to five people that can truly handle you. Who are those people? Some of us, we got seven or eight people in our circle. You keep adding people in your life, you're going to end up with a Judas in your circle. Next point, number five, in order for anything to truly be godly, God must truly be in it. Like the young lady says, she says, how do I handle godly friendships or how to have godly friendships with men and women and guarding your hearts with it or within it in order for anything to truly be godly, godly, not godly, but godly, God must be in it. You have to take the time and say, God, did you send this person? You have to have such a heart that says, God, if you're not in this, I don't want this. Let's keep going. Clues, they are able to handle your heart. We got lady friends and we got male friends. Uh, clues, they are able to handle your heart and possibly, they are possibly confirmed by God. Lady friends, this is for the ladies. Look at your lady friends, your girlfriends around you, your, your even just the women, your mother, your grandmother, your aunts. Let's just observe your lady friends. Here are some clues that they are able to handle your heart or p- potentially confirmed by God to be around your heart. Number one, they celebrate your growth with no hint of envy. You know that they are probably able to handle your heart and they are possibly confirmed by God to be around you. If they can celebrate your growth without a hint of envy, if they're envy, you got to end it quickly. If there's envy, end it quickly. Simple as that. Number two, they're content with their own life. They're not overly consumed in your life. They actually love their life. Are the women in your life content with their life? Number three, 
Third clue, they have no need to be completed by you, meaning they have no need of you. See, they want to be in life. They don't need to be in life. See, ladies need to, can lead to perversion. They're already completed, man. They're, they're not looking to be completed by you. They love who you are in your holistic self, and they are content who they are in a holistic, thriving self. Number four, they complement your purpose or add considerable amounts of value to it. Typically, this person who God sends in your life to be around you as friends, they com they complement your purpose. They are accountability. They are a resource that God floods through to, to give counsel, to give advice, to give celebration, to give joy towards. Do they complement your purpose or add considerable amounts of value to it? Now, don't get that twisted. Just because somebody invests in you don't mean they're really into you. So what I mean by that, they complement your purpose and they give considerable internal value. They give you, they give you joy. They give you peace. They give you um, um, things from the inside that invigorates and inspires you. Number five, number yeah, number five, they always lean to giving you sound biblical counsel and are not afraid to call you out. They always lean to giving you sound and biblical counsel and they are not afraid to call you out. These are clues that these people are able to handle your heart and truly be your friends. They, they, they give you biblical advice. If it ain't from if it ain't from in the word, they won't let it be spoken out of their mouth. And secondly, they are not afraid to call you out, meaning they are not afraid to lose you. People who need you are afraid to lose you. People who want you ain't afraid to lose you. Let's keep going. Last but not least, and under the ladies tab is they don't cause you to compromise. They keep you clear from being distracted. They don't cause you to compromise. They're committed to God. She's a good friend when she don't even cause you to compromise on your purpose, on your calling, on your character. Signs that these lady friends are good to be in your life and, and guard your heart and help you guard in your heart or clues. But you got to make sure you go to God first. Clear to Make sure you clear it up with God. Number one, they celebrate your growth. Number two, they're content with their own life. Number three, they have no need to be completed by you. Number four, they complement your purpose or add considerable amounts to it. They always lean to giving you sound biblical counsel and they're not afraid to call you out. And number six, they don't cause you to compromise and they keep you clear from being distracted. Now, let's talk about the male friends. <laughs> let's get to let's get to, let's get to the male friends, because that was also a part of her question as well. Male friends or potential husbands. Now, when it comes to can women and men be friends, they can be friends, but there are ex a, 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 a boundaries to that friendship. I don't think there's intimate friendship that can burst from a birth from a male and a female relationship or friendship, because especially if you're attracted to that person. But let's talk about some clues that he's a good uh, a male friend within a group or a potential husband. Number one, that young man is committed to God. A man who's not committed to God will not be committed to you. He will always cause you to compromise your commitments to God. Number one sign that he's a good male friend or potential husband, he is committed to God. Number two, he's also committed to your boundaries. A man who really cares about you, who really desires to be a good friend or could be potentially God's man for you, that man is not going to cause you to be or compromise your boundaries. He's going to be fully committed to your boundaries. He's going to say, these are your boundaries. We're going to rock with it. Number three, a potent, uh, um, another clue that he's a good male friend or a potential husband sent by God, confirmed by God. He is clear about his intentions with you with corresponding actions. 
They are clear about their intentions with you and they have corresponding actions. He's very clear about his intentions with you. We are friends and his actions corresponds with that. You know what? I feel that you're the one for me. I'm going to pursue you and I don't mind you seeking God about this. I'm going to seek God about it, but I'm clear about my intentions with you and he has corresponding actions that follow it. If what he speaks and what he does does not correlate, then he's not a good person for you. He shouldn't even be around your heart. He shouldn't even be around you per se, because he can be a tool used against you. Another sign that he's a good male friend or a potential husband, he is committed or they are committed to their calling. They are too committed to their calling to call you away from yours. They are too committed to their calling to call you away from yours. Man, he don't have too much time on his hands to be overly invested in you. He's committed to his calling. He's a good friend. He's a good potential guy that God could be uh, sending in your life to be uh, someone that can really care for your heart as a husband. He's too committed. I'm talking about in a courting and previous to the courting phase, he's too committed to his calling to call you away from yours. He said, you do you, boo, do your thing. I celebrate you. Do your thing. I'm doing mine. And if we meet up at the altar, good, we'll celebrate that. But I'm not going to be so desperately in love with you, so desperate in pursuit of you that I'm calling you prematurely or calling you away from your purpose to try to meet my purpose, etc. Last but not least, signs or clues that he's a good friend and or a potential husband and able to actually care for your heart and care for you. Last but not least, they are committed to community. He's in community. It means he's accountable. In order to see the character of a man, check his community, check his accountability, because that's the person that when his life is audited, we'll see if he's been uh, taking care of his checks and balances. But check his accountability, check his community. Signs that he's a good male friend, someone that you can kind of be cool with, but we ain't talking about giving him complete access to your heart. We just talking about clues that he could be a good friend. Or, or a good uh, potential husband that can guard your, not guard your heart, but that is safe or, or able to handle the components of your heart. They are committed to God. They are committed to their, his boundaries. They are clear about their intentions with you with corresponding actions. They are committed to their calling and they're not calling you away from yours. And last but not least, they are committed to a sound community. Now, here we go, ladies. Here we Here is what we've been waiting to get to. Eight ways women can better guard their hearts. Eight ways women can better guard their hearts. Let's get to the first point, G. Give God your heart and let him guard your gates. Number one, give God your heart and let him guard your gates. Let him guard your ear gate. Let him guard your eye gate. Let him guard your emotional gate. You got to give God your heart. Say, God, here it is. I haven't been doing too well with it. I know that you are able to, to hold it. Here's my heart, God. I give you my whole heart. What areas in your heart have you yet to give over to God? Because whatever areas you have yet to give over to God, you're going to be vulnerable in those areas. You got to give God your heart and you got to give him clearance to guard your gates with his word. You know what I'm saying? You got to be investing in God's word to the point to where you know it and you have it in your heart. And through his spirit guards your ear gate, eye gate, and emotional gate. You are giving him clearance to do so. Meaning, if he says don't watch that, you don't watch it. If he says don't listen to that, you don't listen to it. When he says don't feel like that about that, you don't feel that way about that because you have given him your heart. Because you don't want things residing in your heart, previous relationship resentments flooding into your heart, rottening and being released out of your life. God is not going to bring you a man in your life if you still got toxicity in your heart. Another way that you can... uh 
better guard your heart, be grateful. Be grateful. Gratitude is the best attitude. Gratitude has a way of showing you the best way to view life, viewing life how it was designed to be viewed. Another way that women can better guard their hearts, you grow an understanding of who you are and what you are here to do. The, another way to guard your heart is to grow an understanding of who you are in Christ and who you are as a person. What makes you unique? What makes you fearfully and wonderfully made? You see what I'm saying? What makes you special? Grow an understanding in light of God's presence of who you are. And also make sure that you grow an understanding of what you are sent here to do. What is your purpose, man? The best way to guard your heart and the best way to properly select your friends and potentially uh, allow a, a young man to pursue you is by knowing your purpose. If, when you know the person of God, you will know your personality. And the more you begin to know the person of God in your personality, you will know your person and you will know the people that should be associated in your life. Another way that you can guard your heart or better guard your heart, ladies, A, embrace your adoption. Embrace that you are a daughter of God. You have been adopted. And what happens in adoption is, is difficult at times because when a family goes to a country or goes to a neighborhood or goes to a, an organization to adopt a child, that child based upon age has already grown up in a way of life. And in growing up in that way of life, they have adopted certain thinking patterns, adopted certain living patterns. And when that person or family begins to adopt that child, there's a process by which that person begins to translate and and in thought, in tongue, in deed, in accordance to the new family structure they're being adopted in. And what I mean by embrace your adoption is, is allow God to make you new and, and, and making you understand that you are his daughter. The reason why a lot of women's hearts are open and where their hearts on their sleeve or they're giving all types of people access to their heart is because they don't know what it means to be God's daughter. And as being a daughter, they possibly grew up in a home where there was no father there. They possibly grew up in a home where there were where, where, where their understanding of who they are as a young woman was perverted, abused, or misused. But God says, man, come unto me, man. If you're heavy laden, I can give you rest. I can give rest to your soul. I can. I want to give you rest so that you can properly release the gems that I placed inside of you to release. You got to embrace your adoption. Go into God's word and discover what he has adopted you into and the accesses you have. I don't care what happened between you and your father. If you don't if you don't heal that, if you don't grow from that, then you're going to have open your heart for access to, to women, toxic women and, and toxic men. That's going to continue to deplete you of your nurturing ability, keeping you from being in position to properly nurture the right people and the right things in your life. You got to embrace your adoption. The greatest position you will ever hold in life is not wife, is not mother, is not CEO, is not businesswoman. The greatest position you will ever hold in life is daughter. When you know who you are as a daughter of God, that, that right there will set and establish the foundation by which all positions can stand on. Another way that women can better guard their hearts uh, are renew your mind. Renew your thinking. Change your thinking patterns. You are what you think. As a person, as a woman thinketh in her heart, so is she. What are you thinking? You got to change your thought patterns. Like you heard me say many times, wherever your mind is sitting right now, your life will eventually sit beside. You got to renew your thinking.
Change your thought patterns. Because if you change your thought patterns, you can change your path. Next, our next point. Another way that women can better guard their hearts, rest and release. Rest in the finished work of Christ. Rest in him. He is now your rest. Because when you rest in him, you can now release all those toxic things in your heart. That will help guard your heart because you released it. Now you're not bringing that toxic behavior in relationships or friendships or welcoming new toxic things into your life. Last but not least, the last two points of ways that women can better guard their hearts. D, determine your boundaries, values, standards, and priorities. I will go deep in another video on this because I can't even, for the last four or five minutes that I have, I won't be able to do this point justice. But in order to guard your heart, you got to spend time with God and, de and determine your boundaries. Here are my boundaries. Here are my values. Here are my standards. And here are my priorities. And don't budge from them. That's how you guard your heart from men that's trying to in invade or from women that's trying to keep you from progressing. Last but not least, the last way to guard your heart or to better guard your heart as a woman, practice discernment. Don't be impulsive. Don't be impatient. Take your time to be silent, to be still, to be quiet. Don't speak in rooms that you're supposed to uh, uh, observe first. Observe, practice discernment. Let the Holy Spirit show you the character of your lady friends. Show you the character of your male friends. Show you the character of the young man that's pursuing you right now. Let the Holy Spirit reveal. But it's hard for the Holy Spirit to, to reveal when you're impulsive. It's hard for the Holy Spirit to reveal when you're trying to feel. When you're trying to feel love and, and, and exit out of the feelings of loneliness. You got to say, you know what? What's obvious in the room? What are the obvious red flags? My final thoughts, ladies, that I hope this video has been a blessing to you thus far. And as we go through this, I want you to download my worksheet because I have activity that's going to help you. But my final thoughts, the levels to love, L-O-V-E. I'm going to talk about access levels down the road. I may do a part two. But here are the levels to love, L-O-V-E. There's levels to love. There's levels to this. Um, not everyone uh, deserves access to your heart. It's unfortunate how people are giving are getting access to young women's hearts and, and, and women are loving them at the wrong level. And let's talk about that. The levels to love, L, little love. O, obedient love. V, visionary love. E, entire love. These are the levels to love. There's, everyone deserves some level of your love, but not everybody deserves access to your heart. And the deeper the love, the closer to your heart. There are certain people that's only supposed to get a little love. 20 seconds of your time. Cordial. Kindness. Being nice. Even your enemies deserve some little love. Little love of kindness. A little love of just saying hey to them and not being so mean. Little love, obedient love. These are the, uh, the uh, another level where God say, you know what? Do this for this person. Go out of your way for this person. Give them your coat. Go with them two miles. Obedient love. But that doesn't mean you give them your heart. That just means God just told you what to do and what type of love to give. But you don't give your heart to them as you go with them. The vis V, visionary love. Visionary love is ministry, business, or stewardship. There are certain people that I give love to. Visionary love. God has um, led me to, uh, with under my umbrella of ministry, to love on them. That's mentorship. That's uh, that's whatever, accountability groups or whatever. That's visionary love. But don't get, even though they're closer to you and they're getting more time for you, doesn't mean they get your heart. Because people, not everybody you mentor or disciple are going to follow through with you. And what 
what oftentimes happens is that women will give their heart to mentees or give their heart to young women and then they get too overly invested in them and they get their heart hurt because they didn't quite hear their heart or hear or listen to what they had to say. And last but not least, eat entire love. There are certain people that are supposed to get your entire love. These are this these this person is God number one. He deserves your entire love. You deserve your entire love, and and key people desire uh, 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 deserve your entire love. These are spouse and children. Make sure that you have the right levels, the people in the right levels. Little love, obedient love, visionary love and entire love. The worksheet that I have for you ladies to do is pretty thorough. I know this was a long video, but it is what it is. But I have a worksheet that says the levels to your love. Utilize the worksheet below to audit your associates or friends. It's self-explanatory. Navigate through it and really process the lady friends and the male friends in your life and make sure that you are not giving them access to areas of your life that they shouldn't. And Tia, thank you for this question. I hope it answered. I hope it gave it clarity and how you can better guard your heart with your godly uh, male and lady friends. But ladies, I love you. You know I'm here for you. I hope you run this play well. I hope this play was good. I pray this video was a blessing to you. Y'all be easy. Guard your hearts out there. It's a mean world. I'll see you guys, gals, later. Peace.